The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Super Bowl time. Got the birds and the... They call them the bees, but that didn't really work. Uh, the Chiefs also in the uh, in the Super Bowl against that. Nah. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Joining me to talk to the birds, Anthony Gargano, 97.5, the fan. What's up, man? How are we doing? What's going on, Will? Hi, everything good? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's the, I like the week before the Super Bowl because I'm also wearing glasses for some reason the last two days. I don't even wear glasses. I don't, so I don't know what's going on, honestly. I hey, look good um, on you, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, Somebody said I look less punchable when I wear these, so I'm, I'm going with you. <laughs> and though somebody That's was like, actually, you look more punchable. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, birds are back in the Super Bowl, man. Um, what's the, uh, what's the like, you know, I remember in 2017 being in Minnesota, and, like, I, I – so John Breach and I, every year before the Super Bowl, we haven't been in the last couple of years because of you know, what, COVID and whatnot, but, like, we would take, we'd take a lap around the Super Bowl, around the stadium. And like gauge the vibe, check out the prices, you know, look at the merch, you know, see what kind of weird jerseys we can find. I have never seen anything like it, like that Eagles Pat Super Bowl. And one, it was like cold as hell outside. So everybody was get inside. But it was like this insane surge of just like like rabid energy from Eagles fans because they 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 knew what they were like they knew what they had in front of them they wanted it so bad they're all hammered they're just like chanting it was like it was it was the craziest thing I've ever seen I'm wondering like is 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 the energy in the city like sort of the, is, is Philly the same for this team as it was for, yes. for that team yeah listen obviously your first is your first all right like you'll always remember your first it'll be special and remember, this is Super a title. Super Bowl titles. You're talking, right? Yeah, well, I mean, whatever you want. You're <laughs> worse, yeah, it works. It works everything, man. You first. You first, right? Hey, look, my first beer this <laughs> afternoon. I'm gonna remember it. Like it's, you know. <laughs> exactly. But this town was so starved for a Super Bowl 
right? Like, you know, rich, sports-heavy town. And so it was like this explosion of energy. I was in Minnesota, too, and you're right. Like, that was the way it was. But this town is so sports nuts that it just loves it. It embraces it. It's part of its identity that, yes, the energy's the same. Uh, people went nuts. So after they won the NFC title game against the Niners, I don't know if you saw some of the footage, but Broad Street was oh, yeah. was like, People were, like, falling off a light post and stuff. Like, what the hell? Yeah, they, they literally greased the poles. In Philadelphia, I kid you not. Now listen, we I grew up in this town, so I grew up in South Philly, and there used to be an Italian festival where they would grease the poles and you would try to climb the grease poles, right? Like just like in New York City, that was the whole thing. Well, they do that, but it doesn't stop anybody, right? Like people scale poles, climbing stanchions. I mean, it but the beauty is, and this is why these people are special. The beauty is it's love, man. It's like Woodstock. Um, it, it, it is. It's unbelievable. I saw it with the Phillies and during their World Series run, singing and chanting and hugging. Like, it's, brother, trust me, it's all love. It's, and it's, they're it's just internal. It. It's internal love, like within Philly. Like, externally, it's like, like I think, you know what I mean? Like, it's like you describe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, the thing you describe Yeah, it, well, like, if you're going to wear Niners, you're right. If you're going to put Niners panties on the Rocky statue, I mean, probably won't go over well. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but if you're going to, but yes, it's, uh, it's, it's so fascinating because, there is like this whole language that we all have down here. So go birds is a salutation. So you'll see someone go birds, go birds. And like, that'll happen in the convenience stores and airports and where you have it. it it's, it's pretty wild. It's, it's, it's special too. I, I mean, I gotta tell you, well, I've covered sports for a long time. Last night. I was walking through downtown Raleigh last night, saw a dude in an Eagles jersey, and I like just blurted out, go birds. He's like, yeah, go birds. It's like, like that's, it's, that's, you're right. It's just like how they, Philly, Philly people communicate. Yeah, it's a salutation. It's a connection. It means something. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think it's special. I think it's, it's really, it's, it's beautiful in a lot of ways. I, I've covered sports for a long time. I was in New York, Chicago. I traveled around the country extensively, covered all kinds of games. I used to write 5,000 words, Sunday pieces. And this story is so interesting. It's so fascinating. Uh, Jerry Longman in the New York Times wrote a little bit about it, which I thought he, he got a, he captured some of it really well. But it's it's a beautiful thing, man. It's it's organic. It's real. And they're just into it. Um. Okay. The I mean, like, I think it's awesome. Like, I, I if I didn't if there weren't various like rivalries with like, like I'm a Braves guy. So like, you know, inherently, like, I just can't like, the, you know, like, I like, no, I, of course. Yeah. So it's like, um, I respect that. Yeah, of course. I mean, I have to hate the Phillies, even though like, you know, Trey Turner, a freaking NC state guy. Like, great. Glad you got him. <laughs> um, the, uh, the Andy Reed angle is I think going to be severely downplayed by both the Eagles and Andy Reed. Do you think that they are full of it? And that this is a huge, huge deal to Andy Reid. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I know it is. I, I know Andy very, very well. I love Andy. I, I think Andy is he's an amazing guy. He's a he's a tremendous coach. And and look, I mean, you know, 
he was close a number of years here, man. He got close and it kind of ended. And I know he was, he was, you know, saddened by the whole thing. Like, you know, he felt like he, like he wanted to keep going, man. He wanted to keep going. And the talent kind of got weary because when you get close, but don't win, it just kind of, you know, exacerbated that situation. And so Jeffrey, who I think kind of succumbed to a little public pressure at that point, yeah. lets him go. I don't think Andy was all happy about that. I know that he's got a really good relationship with Jeffrey, who was a really good owner and, and the whole thing. But yeah, man, I, I think, remember his trainer is a guy named Rick Burkhalter, who was from Philadelphia. His defensive coordinator, who was a dear friend of mine, uh, is has a house in Philadelphia, Steve Spagnuolo. So a lot of that whole group, they have roots with the Eagles. I mean, Andy made his bones here. He came here at 39 years old and was a from a, as a quarterbacks coach from Green Bay, and yep. he carved out his career here. Man, it's part of his blood. No, I mean, yeah, he. I mean, like. You know, and I was, uh, you know, I was, I mean, I was a Panthers fan. I mean, I guess I'm, you know, now, I'm, like, I'm a little, I'm just tired of them, like, whatever. But, um, you know, it's like, like, I, I mean, I remember, I just remember all, like, you know, those, those years when Andy kept getting to the title game. And it was like, I mean, the NFC was just loaded back then. And it, it was at the, the end of it, it did feel like it was almost not like he, he didn't want to move on. But it sort of was like both sides needed to move on. And you could see it the, the very next year when he got to KC. Like I remember being at the owners' meetings, and he shows up and he's like, you know, at the end of that Philly run, he had looked like, I mean, he just looked, he looked exhausted. He looked exasperated. And he shows up at the owners' meetings and he's wearing this Hawaiian shirt and he looks like he's got more, he's got some color to him. And he, you know, he looks, he looked like re energized. And I think, you know, like it, it's just, it's so weird too that like Doug Peterson, who's his old guy, comes back and wins a Super Bowl in Philly, and then Andy gets his Super Bowl, and then Sirianni, who worked you know played coach for the Chiefs, it, it's it's all it feels very very like I don't want to say incestual, but just very intertwined, you know. It is in the storyline. I, I think it's a fascinating story that piece of it, and you're right about Sirianni because Sirianni, think about it, was. Oh, when that staff got fired, yeah. Andy had to fire Sirianni. Like Andy had to say, <laughs> listen, you know, I hear great things about you, but I'm going to bring my own guys in. So, listen, I wish you well. And, like, they had a really nice conversation. I was talking to Nick, and Nick was talking about telling that story of how Andy kind of officially let him go. And the interesting thing is that Nick and Andy have a lot in common because – you know, you know, Nick started very young, like Andy did, and I think Jeffrey found his next Andy Reid. Like he was looking Ooh. for it, and Doug was like, D D Doug's a good coach and he's extensive, Andy, but I, I think Sirianni is a little bit more like Andy than Doug is. Do you remember Doug played, and I, I do. I think Sirianni and Andy they're really cerebral when it comes to the game. Uh, really smart guys. I, I think the coaching is going to be fascinating. The, this game is going to be so interesting because you have Andy's a great offensive mind uh, against a really, really stout Eagles defense. And then you got Spags, who is a great defensive mind against a really unique Eagles offense with great run game principles. And uh, Sirianni and Shane Steichen, their, uh, his OC, are really sharp X and O guys. So I think this whole thing's going to be really interesting. 
I think the um, – so I, I kind of want to – I, I want to ask you about Sirianni and then sort of get back to the X's and O's things, specifically the Super Bowl, because I think that, you know, Sirianni's press conference, like, I mean, it, you know, it, it wasn't, it, it, this is why it's always stupid when we're like, well, he won the press conference. It's like, who gives a crap? Like, you know, I'm like, I don't care if you could talk in front of him. Like, I mean, I shouldn't care. Sometimes we do care, but like Sirianni, I think the last two years, we, I mean, it really flies under the radar for whatever reason, but he is so good at adjusting like week to week game plans and attacking like against the Steelers and the Titans. He knew they were going to load up the box to try to stuff the run. So he just went up top on them early on. And, 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 like, do you think that Sirianni gets the proper level of respect nationally? No, I, I think he's a secret. Uh, I yeah. do. I think he's a secret. It was funny. There was a, a play <laughs> where he was trying to draw somebody off sides I guess it was the Giants game, and he he yells, "I know what the bleep I'm doing." All right, <laughs> and it, it, it was great. Like it was just, it was so on point. I don't know how he does not win Coach of the Year. No, you know, we could all say, "Wow, the Eagles won fourteen to three. No one thought the Eagles were a one seed that would go fourteen to three and lose two of those games with their backup quarterback, right? Like, right. you know, I, I thought he could – his second year of his tenure. I picked the Eagles know, to the Super Bowl, and I didn't think they'd go 14-3 to three and get the one seed. You know, like, right? like, you know that's impressive, Will, because, you know, you know, not a lot of people really thought that it would come together. Now, Howie Roseman did an amazing job putting this roster together. But Nick is a terrific offensive mind, and he's a secret. But he'll get his – like, I was talking to him. Uh, I, I do think – at some point, everybody will go, wow, that dude is really good. And they'll be viewed upon as the the Shanahan type, a really, you know, smart offensive mind. He's a great dude, too. He's like, he's all heart. He's In fact, I, too, right? He's like, he he's is. Blue he's, oh, dude, he fits this Philly scene yeah. so well. Like, he's made, he's, you know, upstate New York. You know, he's a big family guy, his brothers, his father was a coach. Like, it just, it's kind of who we are as Philadelphians. And it was beautiful. You know what's interesting is today on my show, I have Doc Rivers on, right? And so we're talking about Sirianni. And Doc, coach of the Sixers, of course, says, you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Pete Carroll, a young Pete Carroll. And I was like, damn, that's That's on point. Yes. Very, like, you know, you know, loves his players, shows his guys love, and he just, you know, fiery and emotional. And I think that's a great comp that Doc had. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I think about – and Pete Carroll, obviously, you know, now more a little, like, Silver Fox grandfathery type, but he's still, like, on the sidelines, you know, like yeah. – around. And, I see, I love coaches who are – and it, 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 it depends too. Like, you know, you got to either like a, a Sirianni guy, you're probably either going to love or hate, but I love the fact that, you know, he's a Frank Wright guy. And when Frank Wright got fired by the Colts and the, the Eagles went in and, and, and beat the Colts, I mean, he's getting in, he's getting in their fate. Like, you know, he's like, look, I'm, you know, he didn't, he probably didn't know what he was doing. Like, I don't think he planned it. He just, no. you know, they, they're tra- they're, they're running their mouths at him and you know, they fired Reich and he thought he's, his dude got done dirty. So he's getting his back. Like I, I, he is very just like out there. And and I think it does, you're right. It does like really, really fit. <laughs> like when you think if you're driving, yeah, cause you're on, you know, like, Philadelphians are unfiltered, right? Correct. Like, you know, it takes one. I know, you know, being one and Sirianni's like that. Like there's no pretense about him. He's not polished, smart, very smart. But, you know, nothing's orchestrated. Nothing's phony. You know, what I love about him is that, you know, he's just, you know, we always talk about keeping it real and, you know, being real. 
and Philadelphia's real, and and Sirianni's real, and he, he loves Jalen. Jalen really digs him. Um, who's a great story. I mean, you want to talk about just a beautiful story. The Jalen Hurts story is is just one that I just I adore the kid, man. He, and look, I didn't have I doubted. I didn't know that he would, you know, turn into this kind of player. We all thought saw this coming. Nah, and I look, I it's funny. I had a friend of mine text me, saw him working out with Tom House, and he went, Yo, man, your boy looks pretty good o- over out here. I was like, Oh, cool, you know. But the all, everybody thought that this season it was like, all right, if Jalen's not the guy, you got picks because they have an extra pick this year yep. that you could trade up and get one of the quarterbacks because this draft's gonna be so rich in quarterbacks. So that was the Eagles' plan and it made a lot of sense to me. But right from the beginning, you know, he showed that he looked good at camp, but he looked great during this season, man. He, you know, he, he his arm, and he had a lot of plays to make in the Tampa playoff game last year that he did not. Yep. And all those throws he made this year. And it's a testament to how hard he worked. And, you know, he's a coach's kid, and everything's wee, wee, wee. And he's a, he's a joy in that way. All right. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. But I have a theory about Jalen Hurts I want to run by you. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll toss it out there after the break next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Equality gets no timeouts, or tryouts, or second chances. February reminds us we can change our circumstances. We give thanks to the athletes who took big risks, who beat the odds despite being eyeballs because of their skin. But to change the status quo, you have to be willing when silence is comfortable. Speaking out is an act of resistance. This is the month we remember. But more importantly, we dream or something bigger. Okay, so here's my theory on Jalen Hurts. It's, it, it, I don't, I don't, maybe it's not even a great theory. I don't even know. But, but I, I threw it out on HQ earlier and I said it to some people. I think because Jalen Hurts was at Alabama in the national title game and pulled for Tua like halftime because they, they weren't winning, and then at Oklahoma and was a big recruit and has now been in Philly where he's a big deal when he got drafted because Carson Wentz was there and that whole thing that we collectively forget how young he is. Like, it, like he's just been, in a, he's been like, like, he's been like, you know, omnipresent in the foot, in the football world, football watching world is a, is a big figure with like two national powerhouse teams with like very high profile. And then in Philly, it feels like he should be 28, but he's actually he also, Yeah. And he also comports himself that way too. Like yes, he does, yes. he's a real mature, mature dude. And I think, you know, listen, he took a lot from saving, man. You know, those saving guys, they handle their business. I So I have Michael Vick on yesterday, right? And yep. Mike said, he goes, you know, man, and I knew Mike from way back in the day. And he's like, dude, I wish that I handled my business when I was his age in the league like Jalen did. Like Jalen does it right. And it's true. It's profound because, you know, we all know what happened. You know, Mike gets caught up and stuff. And – Yo, Jalen is just about football, man. He's he is. He eats it. He breathes it. The whole thing. But yeah, I agree. He he appears 
to be much older and more seasoned than what yeah. he is. But let's not let's also remember this: that when he was coming out, nobody thought he was among the elite players. Like nobody thought that Jalen was. Oh, that's fast for taking him in the second round. Like he could crush like, for it. Like nobody thought he was going to be. You know, uh, Lawrence, you know what I mean? Nobody could thought he'd be Trevor Lawrence or anything like that. And how he did. And listen, I didn't understand it. I mean, you have how he's reasoning behind it, which was sound, but really was to control costs of the backup quarterback. He knew he had Wentz and that Wentz was a guy who played hero ball and that Wentz shelf life, he was going to get hurt. And then he wanted to make sure he wasn't spending Nick Foles' money on his backup, and he would he was able to control it, grow a quarterback. And he also got that from Andy because Andy was always about quarterback, yeah. quarterback, 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 and stockpile them. AJ Feely, Kevin Cobb, like it's like just just don't trade with Andy Reid, just don't trade quarterbacks with Andy Reid. Like if, if you do, he's going to show up, and you're going to trade Donovan. He traded yeah. Donovan in Washington on a was Donovan. Going- well, day Easter. Was, it was like a holiday when they traded him, wasn't it? Easter. Easter, Easter Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Easter Sunday. It's like, hey, all right. Good memory. Yeah. It's like, hey, Andy, some of us are trying to, you know, celebrate the, the big guy here. You know, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe give us a break here. We can't jump out of the dirt. You're good. Uh, all right. So on the Super Bowl itself, like, I am curious because as, you know, as we, we were talking about the X's and O's stuff with Sirianni and how he likes to attack in different ways. What do you think the Eagles will try to do offensively against Spags, you know, knowing that, you know, what we saw from uh, Spags against against Burrow in the championship game, like I think Romo mentioned it during the broadcast, but like out of nowhere, you know, he dropped into cover two, like randomly on a huge third down. And Burrow just – Burrow's like didn't didn't know it, didn't see it coming. And so I, we'll get lots of that from Spags, D- you know, different coverages, mix it up. Um, what do you think – will the Eagles come in and like – are they going to try and run Jalen Hurts out of jump, on Jump Street? Are they going to try and keep him from, you know, contact on the shoulder? Do they come out passing? What do you think they do? So I, I think you got to run the ball, all right? They, their offensive line is the best in football, as you know. And even in that game, Jalen, your shoulder is bothering him. Like, you know, I mean, look, that shoulder is, is, is a little sore. He was, not, he was not on target in the first quarter last, yeah. last week against the Niners. Just missed a couple open guys. He had, he had A.J. He had Brown open. deep ball that he yeah. should have had him. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. But they ran the ball supremely well, and they ran backside, right? Like, one of the things – that they took advantage of was, you know, showing the look of the RPR and then running counter backside, yeah. which was really smart. And I could see them doing a lot of that because look, if you're the Eagles, you want to bleed clock. Like you don't want to get into the game of the thirties with Mahomes. I don't care what receivers are he's got or not, doesn't have the, remember Kelsey is, as we know, a star, he works the middle of the field and that's the one area of the Eagles' defense that's a little soft is the middle of the field. So, Kelsey will have a big thing. What Sirianni needs to do is run the football. He's got to and, – and Hurts, listen, it's the last game of the year. So, Jalen, who's a great runner, is just going to have to let it all hang out, and he's going to have to carry the ball because those RPRs are so hard to defend. And then, once you lull them, then you can take a shot. You got Devontae, you got A.J. Brown, two great receivers – who I guess Spags will man up on the outside with their young secondary. Yeah. So if you get them coming, run, 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 then you take a shot. You take your your shot down the field. Yeah, and you get that single coverage against AJ Brown, and it's it like if you get that ball up there and it's it, anywhere on target, it's it's over. Like he ain't exactly he ain't losing a rookie quarterback in coverage. Not that he's a grown ass man. Uh, defensively, 
I'm really curious. I, I, I just, I mean, I randomly thought about, I was doing like a video hit for CBS earlier, and like just they were showing, we were showing the clips and talking about Mahomes. It's like, what are they going to do? What do the Eagles do defensively? I sort of wonder. Do you think it's like? Because I think Andy, knowing what happened in the AFC Championship game, where really only one time Mahomes scrambled left and had that throw where he re-injured his ankle, I sort of yeah. like. I mean, not that they're going to cut off half the field or anything. But I think after watching that, they will know that they don't want Mahomes running to his left and throwing if possible because of just the the mechanics of it. So I sort of wonder if Philly might try and force his hand a little bit and like I think you, I think you have to, yeah, yeah, right. You, like, you got to push him that way. Yeah, you do. You got you got to push him that way. Uh, I agree with it. Now remember, uh, Jonathan Gannon, who's Eagles DC, is not a blitzer guy. Right. He's a guy that likes to. He's got a great front, as you know. He'll play a five man front. He's got. Uh, endless tackles. That's how we got him in Dominican Sue and Linville Joseph to go with Jordan Davis, who was a high pick. So they have a great front. It's just incredible. I mean, when I, I, I will, I have not seen anything. You want to talk about underplayed? Hassan Reddick oh has been on. I mean, he's been ridiculous. I mean, dominant. Every, every bit as dominant as Von Miller, as I've seen this season. Right, this season, Hassan Reddick has been unblockable. Well, and he was—he had a really good year in Carolina last year too. And like, you know, I think part of it. I mean, I was—I was honestly surprised. I guess he wanted to come back to Philly, maybe, or come back to the area. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's from Rules. Yeah, he's Matt Rule's dude, yeah. though. Like for playing with him in yeah. Temple, and so like that's—you know—it didn't work out in 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 Arizona. Obviously, he had a good last year, but you know, so sort of people wondered if it was, you know. You know, like the, the Adrian Beltre syndrome where, you you know, you just blow up in the final year of your deal right before you're about to get paid. But he proved it. And then he proved it again this year after getting paid. Like he is and he's so he's very versatile in how he can attack. And I think, the you know, the, the edge rush. And this is again, like I go back just looking at the roster before the season. It's like, listen, if win, if, 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 if wins, if Hurts takes a step at all as a passer, like. This this roster resembles the 2017 team, and you took the pass rusher like the like the the pass rush has waves to it, just like it did. You know when you had uh, what like Long and Graham and you know the whole the whole group in 2017. Yeah. And it's, it's a better. It's a, they had more talent. They're better in the back end too. Yes, with sure. uh, with uh, with the uh, Slay and Bradbury and uh, and Chauncey Gardner Johnson. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know what's interesting? I think Andy attacks. You know I think this is a McKinnon game. I think Andy's going to use – remember, he used Pacheco a little bit. Nobody's better at screens than Andy. He invented all that stuff. He's and, the best in the history of football in screening. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. My guess is he – he uh, my read would be he goes to McKinnon a lot underneath. Because McKinnon – he didn't use McKinnon much the, the last, last two games. games. He hasn't, yeah. And I know Andy. Andy's brilliant. He's a diabolical mind. Like, <laughs> he's always thinking ahead. And I wouldn't be surprised if he trots McKinnon out because that's also a way to help Mahomes. All right. You're going to keep a defense off balance. Right. I could see him going that route. Interesting. So, and like, and I think you're insinuating this. You may, I mean, you may be outright saying it, but it's like, cause I was, I thought they would go to McKinnon against the, the, um, the Bengals because of Mahomes' ankle. It's like, because I mean, Pacheco is right. a really fun rookie, but McKinnon is an, like an elite pass, pass blocking running back. And, He's like, you know, if the Bengals get home, they're getting Mahomes. Like, you, you need somebody back there. And plus, you, like you mentioned, the screens, the dump offs, the quick outs. So, you, I think you're sort of suggesting that Andy's like knows at the back of his mind, like if ideally he could have the McKinnon game be the last game of the season after putting like two weeks of Pacheco film out there. 
Yeah, I think that's the I I just kind of knowing Andy, it's kind of how I look into his mind. I think that's that's where he, that's where he goes. That would be that, my bet. That's pretty diabolical if that's the case, and that does actually make total Andy Reid sense. Like, I mean, the the guys the guys like incredible to. Like, I remember asking, um, they said Sammy Watkins, I guess, through the Chiefs one year. I remember just asking me like the sitting down at you know the table at the breakfast table, the owners meeting, thing, being like, asking me like, how are you going to use Sammy Watkins in the screen game? He's like. That's an interesting question, but I don't really think I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say before. <laughs> so I was like, all right, fine. Actually, you are going to use him in the screen game. Um, all right, so what's your what's your uh, we'll get you out of this. What's your prediction for for this game? Uh, what, you, I think it's a great. I do. I think it's going to be an epic game, same. and uh, you know, I'll, I'll cop out and say Eagles uh, by a field goal, and it will, will be a, a fun, incredible football game that the nation will enjoy. You think we get it back and forth, or is it mostly like kind of like? No, I think it's going to be. I think there's going to be points. 30 27. I, I just think the offenses are too good. Yeah. And I think the, you know, again, I think the Eagles are going to have to score because I think the Chiefs are going to score. They have not seen a quarterback like Mahomes yet, that offense like this. You know, again, you had Daniel Jones and you had Brock Purdy for a quarter. <laughs> so, you know, Mahomes is a different beast. Well, yes. this Eagles team is really good, man. It's a it, really it good Eagles team. Yeah, it is. So uh, I'm, I'm going to predict in, uh, Grease poles here. All right. Hey, look, Andy. I hope Super Bowl! Super Bowl! <laughs> I would be right because look, I got an Eagles ticket. At, I got him at thirty-eight to one to win the Super Bowl from way yes. back, way back in April. So, uh, so uh, you, you'll be like me. I love it. Go birds! Let's go birds! Let's baby. Go birds well, I appreciate you. You're welcome down here, bro. Anytime, buddy. All right. Talk to you soon, man. See you, bud. See you, buddy. Bye, man.